You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Delicious chocolate bar and back to the liquid Name that gold. coffee. Name? Well, there's that's no contest. <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> it's only a contest if I go, You yuck. are in Canada right now, so. I am in Canada. Name that coffee. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Name that size of coffee. That would be the contest. Is it small, <laughs> medium, large, or extra large? That's the question. All I know is. It took you two hands to lift that giant thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes that contest. <laughs> oh, man. Good to be back with you. It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week, and uh, everybody's excited that uh, we're tottering on the other side of the week, depending on when you're listening to this. Some of you are just getting up in the morning and getting going, and some of you are in and out the day, but we're just glad that you're listening to Tim Talks. We're glad to have you with us. Amen. So, Great uh, great Monday. We went a little longer than we normally do, but that's okay. We have to do that sometimes. And uh, talking about this idea of preaching. So um, how often are we going to go around 25 minutes and say yeah. it's a little bit longer than normal? Well, it has become normal. That's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to go, hey, that was only 18 minutes. That was a little our bit first, shorter than what we normally Our first 200 do. podcasts were 15 <laughs> minutes long, and, and we tried to keep it right at around 15 if we could. Yeah, but so. how many people more are listening well, now? That... Give the people what they want. They want more of Dan and Al. Wow. Maybe a little bit more of Al and Dan. <laughs> oh, there's no question. No question of that. <laughs> they want more frivolity and less seriousness. That's what they want. But we can't give them that all the time. Hey, we do have a date circled on our calendar yes. on yep. Tuesday, February right. the 7th. We have yep. been invited to do a live yes. Tim Talks. Now, we won't be broadcasting it live, but we are going to be recording it live yep. with a studio yes. audience. So stay yes. tuned for that. We'll have to give you a little bit yes. more. That'll, that'll be so my we'll teaser So we'll be at the 50-yard line of Ohio State University and filling the stadium <laughs> with 100,000 listeners. May as well, because it's dead empty now. <laughs> we're going to be at Heritage Christian School in Cleveland, and uh, we're going to get some questions from the students, and we're going to try to answer those uh, on the hop. It'll be uh, right off the cuff, out of the holster. So uh, maybe we should do Dangerous Dan for them. Dangerous Dan. We'll bring that back, that great skit of old. Come on, no, let's do we it. Won't. It's a good one. Yeah. No, we can't do it in this this day and age. We cannot do it because it involved firing a gun with blanks, and yeah. there's no way you can do that in this yeah, day and those age. Those kids now. would be scared to death because a little cap gun would be so yeah. hokey. Yeah. So remember when we used to use real guns with real bullets? <laughs> I don't want to be Alec Baldwin oh. and and accidentally kill you. And then oh uh, man, he's, he's going to jail, man. That guy's in serious trouble. Wow. That's uh that's a bad deal. Yeah. That's that's a that's sad. Well, maybe I do want to do that. No, no, I really don't think that I'd 
Yeah. Probably not. We'll see. <laughs> Depends on what students are there. <laughs> Mr. Brown, Principal Brown, do you have a student that would like to be in a skit? <laughs> the last one they'll ever be in. <laughs> Make sure they're paid up yeah, to the end right. of the school year. That's right. <laughs> okay, here's the big question from Monday. Do you prefer a pulpit or a lectern, or does it really matter to you what you preach from? My greatest preference is something that's not tall. <laughs> as long as you get that little box behind your pulpit, you're all set. So, so if it's a lectern, I can still use the top of the lectern like a little roof. <laughs> You know, over my head and talk around the pole. You know, so so that's not too bad. But if it's a tall pulpit, you know, I'm gonna have to sit on top of it somehow, or uh, stand on a chair. But but my preference is a pulpit. I just like the way a pulpit feels. Whenever you bang on the thing, it doesn't slide down. And you know, if you're gonna emphasize something, so. Uh, but that's that's my preference. But it doesn't matter anymore because. Uh, most of the time now, all my notes are electronic, so I don't need to, like, spread them all out. And you know how sometimes you'd you'd have sheet after sheet, and, and, and you'd sort of like to fold them over like a book as you're going through your sermon. But I don't write mine out anymore. They're all electronic. So, you know, the size of the pulpit, the top of the pulpit doesn't matter really that much. Yeah, I solved that problem by having an adjustable pulpit. And uh, you were able to preach in that pulpit. And you messed, messed it, up it up so bad. It I was so it great. Yeah. It was awesome. That, that was thing awesome. was so neat. I got to Yeah, find that a thing video was so that. neat. I could, I could pull it up and you could lower it down. And so um, you got up to preach and I pulled it up to the highest setting. So it was, you know, it was up almost higher than my head. And uh, so everybody laughed, you know, ha ha. Well, then we couldn't get the thing to go down. <laughs> I had to bring some guys up to get it down. Yeah, not we. <laughs> Then you could <laughs> We as in my church. <laughs> we as in my guys. <laughs> so shame on me. Yes, and I was saying, wow, did you oh, get yeah. me? Wow, this is I so embarrassing. It. You I you know. really got I me. I too enjoy a good wooden pulpit. I like I like to put my hands on the side and hold it and um, I mean, that's just what we've always uh, preached from. And uh, I have an opportunity. Our church has done some remodeling, and they've gone to more of a, a lectern style. And so the, our old pulpit, which was my pastor's pulpit, which was the pastor before him's pulpit, wow. um, is just in a closet. Wow. And I've said, I want that pulpit. So they said, you can have it. Yours, so I don't know where I'm going to put it. Um, Ruthie doesn't really like it in the living room, so I'm not sure. Um, Have pulpit, we'll travel. Put it on wheels, where you go. So, yeah, I like a pulpit. Um, And, you know, the Bible talks about uh, making a a wooden pulpit for the preacher in the Old Testament. Which is basically a platform. So he could be up higher than the people. But, you know, whenever you think of the old, old, old time pulpits, you climbed up some steps to stand behind mm-hmm. that pulpit. So so it's a little bit of both, you know, a, a platform with a yeah. place for you to speak from or to read the scriptures from. So, Right. 
Yeah, I, I, for me, uh, when I see a music stand, that's a lectern is a music stand or something like that, maybe a little bit bulkier than that. But uh, to me, that was always for teaching. Teachers always use those. Um, and so I kind of get that idea. So I don't know if that's maybe part of uh, the psychology of the topic this week of, you know, expository, preaching, exegesis, topical, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. You brought that about. Listen, you had a great start and some great quotes on Monday. Uh, let's let's explain what that means to be expository or to have an exegesis of the scriptures or to be a topical preacher, or maybe there's another style that you would say, I know teaching is included in that. You mentioned that on Monday, that sometimes you know we have to be apt to teach as a man of God, but you have to be able to preach as well. Um, maybe help explain some of that for folks. Well, I think there's a great misunderstanding of what uh, expository preaching is. I think people, I agree. whether it's pastors or people in the pew, think that if you preach through a book series— that's expository preaching. And I don't think that could be any further from the truth, because whenever you preach through a passage, you're preaching an expository message. Brother Thompson was a, he was a, a an exceptional expository preacher. He did not often preach through a book of the Bible, but I mean, I do have a set of tapes that I've kept uh, old cassette tapes of him preaching through the book of First John on Wednesday nights, and then I remember one Sunday night he preached through Revelation and and some of. But he didn't commonly preach through a book, but he always preached expository sermons and expository messages. Um, so uh, I don't know if you've got any any quotes about a, a uh, expository sermon, but uh, you know the. Uh, uh, a sermon, I, I like what one man said, should not should be a bullet, not buckshot. You know, uh, you, you've got a point that you're trying to make. You're trying to uh, get there uh, with that point and, and trying to help people to understand uh, what the passage is. And again, the, 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 you're letting the passage give the emphasis. You're letting the passage teach the message. You're letting the passage reveal the truth. And of course, we're going to wind up going, you know, comparing scriptural things with scriptural, and uh, you're going to wind up using other other verses to open up our understanding. But you're basically allowing the message from the passage of scripture uh, to be the whole point of what you're trying to get across. That That's proper expository preaching. But in our day, if somebody goes through a book of the Bible or somebody goes through a verse-by-verse study, they will call it expository preaching whenever there's oftentimes no preaching at all to it. Right. I couldn't agree more. Excellent. I looked up the word expository in the dictionary, and it means intended to explain or describe. And that's that's exactly it. You're, you're explaining the scriptures. You're describing that passage. And in that... If I say I'm doing a passage um, that deals with the sower and the seed, if I go outside of that passage, if I add other scriptures, if I take a central thought there and then expand it outside of that, some would say, well, now you've gone to topical preaching. You're just dealing with a topic. 
You're not dealing with just that scripture and, you know, uh, the other term is exegesis, which means to critically explain or critical explanation. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily doing that, but I am taking what the scriptures have said, and as we said on Monday, I am bringing a clear application. I'm bringing a definition. I'm bringing a broadening of that passage so that people can understand what is in that passage. And sometimes the answer is not always in that particular verse or even chapter. And so that's that's where we would go with that. I, I love this, this uh, quote in this book about expository preaching. It says, Admittedly, expository preaching has suffered severely in the pulpits of men claiming to be its friend. Yet not all expository preaching necessarily qualifies as either expository or preaching. Regrettably, the Bureau of Weights and Measures does not have a standard expository sermon encased in glass against which to compare to other messages. Any manufacturer may paste the label expository on whatever sermon he pleases, and no Ralph Nader will correct him. In spite of damage done by imposters, genuine expository preaching has behind it the power of the living God. I thought that was so well said that, you know, what oftentimes people think it's expository preaching, even sometimes the one who's doing it is neither expository nor preaching. I, I know that people of every age group have approached me over the last three or four years and said, we enjoy your style of preaching. And this is maybe a whole other topic for Friday, but I, I ask myself, what is my style of preaching? My style is I find, I, I beg God, what do you want me to preach? What does this congregation need at this time? God directs me to a passage. I study that passage ask who, what, where, when, why. I read as much as I can from other men who have studied that through the years, different commentaries. Uh, I, I check local sources, international sources. I check you know, the newspaper to get as much information as I can of that day, of that time, and what is needed. And then I preach with as much passion as I possibly can. I, I want to put my heart into it. I want people to know I'm excited about it. I want people to know that it might be hard to preach, but it needs to be preached. Uh, and then when I'm done, I, I want people again to leave with something they can apply to their lives. And I ask myself, what are they taking home with them from what I have just given them over the last 36 to 40 minutes? Yeah, even though you have three points, five points, seven points, you are trying to make one main point. You're trying to get people to make right. a decision upon what they've heard. Now, they may hear quite a bit of things to make a decision on, but the point of your preaching is, I want you to consider this and do this. It may be salvation. It may be prayer. It may be witnessing. It may be dedicating yourself to God. But that is where you're headed and what sometimes is called expository preaching, which is not preaching or even hardly expository, is just a talk of verse by verse mm-hmm. by verse by verse. And whenever you're done, you say, right. so there you go. Now, God never gives us information just for information's sake. He gives us truth to follow. 
to embrace, to live, to adorn into our life, to be integrated into our the fabric of our soul. And so the the point of the scriptures is even different than sometimes the the point of things that are called expository preaching, which is just going verse by verse and talking about it. Here, here's an example of how God would impact me. So I'm doing, let's say I'm doing a series and I'm going through the book of Philemon. Well, my wife told me Sunday that she talked to the pastor's wife where we were at, and she said she went into the store to find a book for her grandchild. They just had a brand new grandchild and they wanted to give a book and uh, that they could do. And so she picked up a book and in this book, it had the alphabet. And she said on the letter B, it said B stands for by. That means that I can like two people of different oh, sexes. Wow. This is a child B-I, book. not B-U-Y, C, yeah. Right, right, exactly. C is for coming out. That's oh, when you explain to people goodness. how you really feel. And it went through the alphabet in all terms of sexuality and perversion. Wow. I want to tell you something. I'm going to preach a message on that. Sure. I'm going to. I'm, I'm on that. I'm going to deal with it in a message. I'm going to. I'm going to show what the Bible says about that kind of stuff. I'm fired up, man. I'm mad about that. Amen. I, I, that's in our bookstores. That's that's for children. Amen. There are people that are buying that and giving it to children. It's probably in every that, school me, library. Oh, I would go to a public here school in Canada and look. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm telling you, I've had it. And I was challenged this past week uh, by a dear friend. We need preachers to start preaching hard again. We need to call out sin. We need to get excited about things that are wrong in our nations. And I think it is time once again to rear up. People aren't going to like it. People are going to get upset. But I don't care. God has moved my heart to tell people that is going to ruin our society if we allow that stuff to get away and don't say something about it. So you call it whatever kind of preaching you want. I'm going to find the scriptures that deal with that, and I'm going to I'm going to dig in as deep as I can, and I'm going to let people know this is what the Word of God says in the book of Romans. That's apostasy. That's That's wickedness. And we ought not to have anything to do with it. We shouldn't condone it. We shouldn't agree with it. We shouldn't promote it. We shouldn't touch it. And that's, that's where that's going to go. So that's your message for today. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Let's take an offering. <laughs> Here's a definition. I like this definition about expository preaching. Expository preaching is the communication of a biblical concept derived from and transmitted through a historical, grammatical, and literary study of a passage in its context which the Holy Spirit first applies to the personality and experience of the preacher, then through him to his hearers. And so in my judgment, uh, if a preacher is not passionate about what he's preaching, the Holy Spirit probably has not convicted him about his message. And so if he Amen. cannot convey that to others in in some sort of passionate way, some sort of a burden, some sort of a—I mean, you know, the, the Scriptures talk about, you know, the burden of Habakkuk. 
I mean, that's the very first words of the book. You know, if if the pastor doesn't have some burden, he's just got some kind of talk that he's got scheduled, God pity you. You're not preaching. I I would say too that uh, part of the, part of the problem today uh, with guys and preaching styles and different things and all that. Uh, I had some young men challenge me a while ago and said, you know, your your style of preaching is more of a topical type of preaching, and I, I didn't agree with that. But I said, let me tell you something. I said, I'll, I'll tell you about my preaching. When I started out and I had 13 people and I was trying to build a church, I didn't have time to study 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And I know there are guys that say they do that, and if you do, that's great, and if you can, that's great. But I was knocking doors. I was begging God, give me a message, help me with this message. It's probably going to be simple. It's probably not going to have 29 scripture points. It's probably going to be one passage that I preach and preach my heart out and, and give people something. And I didn't have 20, 30, 40 hours to study. I, I, had, I had a few hours. Uh, I was trying to win people to Christ and disciple them and build the church and get where I could have that time later on. Now I have that time. Now I'm able to do those things. And I'm, I'm glad. I love it. I, I feel better about it. But there's going to be times, and especially a lot of young men today, unless you're inheriting a church that's already been established, you're probably going to work a second job. You're probably going to have to work in the world and try to get a message together like a lot of preachers have done over the years. And I want to tell you something. You're either going to lose a lot of sleep or you're going to find that you're going to beg God and he's going to give you something and you're going to preach your heart out on it. And people might criticize it, but you'll be giving the best. Amen. Let me give you one more quote, uh, and I know people have, in my okay. opinion, have sort of falsely accused Brother Sam Davison of starting some kind of a trend that if you don't preach through a book of the Bible, you're not really preaching. He has never said that. He's never taught that. Uh, the uh, Even right. the homiletics classes yeah. that he had at uh, you know Heartland Baptist Bible College, my son went through uh, his class, and he just absolutely loved him. And here is a quote that he gave that uh, my son had written down, and I thought it was just phenomenal. He said, there is a vast difference between preaching for an occasion and feeding the flock week after week, month after month, year after year. And so, you know, he's not opposed right. to somebody, you know, it's an anniversary Sunday, it's Christmas, it's, uh, you know, Easter, it's whatever an occasion, you know, uh, certainly you're going to preach on different occasions. Maybe you're having a law enforcement emphasis day or a public official day, and so you're going to wind up preaching a, a message tailored more to an event but you're still going to preach it expositorily. You're still going to relate. Here's what God says, and this is what he means. Um, I like what I, I, I've never forgotten the, the four questions that I was taught in Bible college to uh, ask be, while preparing a message. What does the Bible, what does this passage say? What does this passage mean? What does this passage mean to me? How can I make it mean something to others? And, uh, you know, I don't see how mm -hmm. you can uh, not preach uh, some kind of exposition whenever you're, whether it, you're using John 3.16 and you're going to go through point by point or whether or not mm -hmm. you're, you're going through Psalm 119 or whatever it is. 
I mean, the Bible, God has that message, and then we relate that message and apply it to where we are today. The scriptures are so relevant. I think most preachers, myself included, most preachers are doing those deep, book-long studies on Wednesday nights or maybe even on an off night. Most preachers on a Sunday are going to preach to the lost if they think there are any there, and they're going to try to help people live the Christian life to the best of their ability, and they're going to use Sunday night and when, or Sunday mornings and Sunday nights for those occasions. Now, here's a problem today. There's a lot of churches that aren't having Sunday night anymore. They're either having uh, an elongated Sunday morning or they're having a Sunday morning, then a break in another shorter service. Um, so they may not have that uh, opportunity or take that opportunity. So that may change some things. But in days past, that's what most preachers did, I think. And that's what we did. And it worked very well. And it gave me that opportunity for those that were serious and, and were willing to take that time and go through those studies. They came on Wednesday nights. And we usually had a pretty good crowd on Wednesday nights for that. Yeah, so that's I, I've that done Sunday that. morning series through a book. I've done Sunday night series through a book, Wednesday night series through a book. Uh, it just depends on, you know, what it is. Um, I think we went through Ephesians on a Wednesday, on a Sunday night, you know, because it's, you know, knowing how we ought to walk. Um, mm-hmm. I went through, I think I went through sure. Ecclesiastes on a Sunday morning because there's so much in Ecclesiastes that, that fits and applies to our world today. You're just working. Is is this under the sun the only thing worth living for? Uh, so I, I've done them all kinds of times. What I try not to do is to have three different series going on at the same time, uh, you know, because sometimes I'm not able to— Oh, yeah. Um, you know, to always uh, do perhaps if it's a long series. But, you know, when people say you can't fit the needs of your congregation, I was preaching through the book of Acts on a Sunday night, and, I mean, it it, it was great. Uh, you know, I wound up preaching on deacons, and, you know, just about the time that we were looking for deacons mm-hmm. for— uh, you know, for our deacon elections, it, it it was great. It was very appropriate. It was very fitting. So, you know, when people will say sometimes, well, I, I won't go through a book series. The point is you follow the Holy Spirit. And the Lord led me right. to those series. I don't think I've preached through a book for maybe about two years, maybe three years. Now, I'm willing to, and in some ways— mm-hmm. I sort of like doing it because uh, I know where I'm going in my study. You know, that does make it uh, uh, a little bit mm-hmm. better uh, for, you know, finding a message and things. But right. um, it, it, you just got to do as the, as the Lord leads you. I, I, I think to follow some kind of stamped image of what another church does, what another pastor does, just isn't, isn't wise, isn't appropriate. I'll leave it there. Um, I'll throw some stuff at you for Friday. Yeah, I've got um, something I sort of want to hit for Friday too. I want to. I want to. Con- okay, I, I want to conclude by saying this: that in in whatever type of preaching you're doing, and I've done series, I've done book studies, I've done things that are topic. Whatever you're doing, as you said, number one, beg God. Number two, let the Holy Spirit lead you. Number three, be sensitive to the need of your congregation. Be sensitive to the need of your congregation, because it may be different than what you think. And uh, sometimes throw them a curveball and do something a little bit different. 
But uh, please, just you know, be in tune with that. That's what I would say. I'm Al Stone. I'm in uh, St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, uh, getting ready to get out and do some preaching uh, locally here for the next couple weeks and then off to uh, Kentucky and uh, let you know we've had great response to our call Amen. to Israel. We've had some folks who've been signing up and uh, it's going to be a great trip. It's going to fill up fast. So if you haven't done it yet, go to alstone.ca slash Israel. Sign up today, would you, so that you can get in on that trip February 6th, the 16th, 2024. Amen. I'm going to give you one last quote. It is just so appropriate for what we're doing. The Bible is the supreme preacher to the preacher. That's That needs to be understood. Hmm. That's where it begins. So God Amen. bless you. Thank you so much yep. for uh, the individual that started us on this uh, response because uh, this has been echoed a- around a lot mm-hmm. of churches, a, a debate uh, the misunderstanding yep. that expository yep. preaching is boring. Uh, no, that's just expository talking right. and maybe not even expository, uh, just talking verse through verse. <laughs> but uh, most biblical preaching is going to be expository preaching uh, because you're relating what the Word of God says. You're relating yeah. it maybe in a verse, a passage, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, it could be that it's it's on a particular topic. But it, it, you were still preaching through the passage uh, in an expositional way because this is what mm-hmm. God says about this. And uh, so let me encourage you, be praying yeah. for your Amen. pastor. Uh, not everybody uh, really likes every sermon they hear. Not every pastor is very encouraged about every sermon that he preaches. So be praying for the Spirit of God to move him, to fill him to speak to you. Uh, let's not sit in the seat of the scornful. And I say every now and then, just pound the pulpit. It'll make you feel better, Pastor, and it'll scare it'll your wake people to up. death. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> pound the pulpit this Sunday. That's right. Amen. This is Tim Talks. Have a great day, eh? We'll be back with you on Friday. Looking forward to it. Uh, this has been good, and uh, it's going to get better. But you got to tune in to find out. Friday, we'll be back. This is the Tim Talks. Have a great day. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.